0: I don't want to give too many specifics. I'm afraid those guys with guns will come asking questions if I do. I live in upstate New York, and I'm fortunate enough to have miles of peaceful hiking trails within a half-hour drive. It was a Sunday morning, and I wanted to get out and hike a trail that I hadn't been on for a while. This particular trail was usually a little more crowded, so I avoided it. But it had some beautiful vistas, and I was in need of some... Soul. Soothing after this week of work. That morning I follow my usual pre-hike routine and stop for a cup of coffee at the diner at the edge of town. I was good friends with the owner, and I always let them know when I was heading out for a day trip. And what time I would be back, hiking 101, always lets someone know when you're hitting the trail. Leaving town and heading towards the mountains, a group of three-park ranger SUVs, with flashing lights over, took can past me on the road... Seeing them wasn't too unusual. After all, there were a lot of state parks in the vicinity. But they seemed to be in quite a rush, and I'm pretty sure they didn't have the standard National Park Service emblem painted on their vehicle anywhere. I had a 45-minute drive, so I put the news on the catch-up on some recent events. I couldn't stomach more than 10 minutes of that, though. As soon as I killed the radio, I heard this noise coming from straight over ahead. I slowed down and poked my head out the window, looking up and sure enough, there were two helicopters heading in the same direction that I was. Just great, probably a missing hiker. I know it's selfish, and I'll admit it, but my only thought of that moment was I hope they hadn't closed off the trail. I'd blown off plans with some co-workers so I could hike this trail, and if I drove all the way out here just to turn around, that would stink. When I finally got there, I parked in this small lot at the trailhead, I was relieved to see the pathway wasn't roped off, and there was only one car there, so I would have the trail basically all to myself. I heard the choppers once or twice after I'd gotten started, but I didn't see them again, and they sounded pretty far off. Hopefully, they found whoever was missing, and quickly. I just wanted a quiet walk in the woods without any modern interruptions. I'd even left my phone in the car since I didn't get service anyway. I tend to look down when I'm hiking on the lookout for any roots or rocks that caused me to trip only looking up often enough to ensure I didn't walk face-first into a branch. I'd been going this way for a good hour and a half when I saw it. Some kind of mega-sized paw print stuck out clearly on the trail. I'd seen black bears while I was out before, and though not common, it happened enough for me to want to carry bear spray in my pack. I followed the prints another few feet, and they went off trail. I'm not a hunter or a tracker, so I couldn't follow them off the trail. I was a little freaked out, but I never heard of anyone actually being attacked. I just decided to carry my bear spray in hand and keep tracking. I'd only gone a few more miles before I decided to take another rest and grab a drink of water. The sun was pretty high in the sky at this point, and it was getting hot. I found a big enough rock to sit under a tree and sat down for a minute. As soon as I did, I heard shouting coming from up ahead around this bend in the trail. It sounded like a man's voice. I couldn't make out what he was saying. I was worried that maybe he had seen the bear or something. But then I remembered the potential missing hiker and thought it must be them. Or maybe somebody who found them and was yelling for help. I stashed my canteen and started off in a truck towards the voice. I kept my bear spray handy, though just in case. I rounded the bed and was immediately hit with this wall of stench. Like I've never smelled before. It was so bad... That I actually stopped on my tracks, trying to hold back this morning's coffee. The shouting was getting louder, and now I could pick up what sounded like multiple voices. Between trying not to puke and trying to listen to the yelling, I only first caught the thing out of the corner of my eye. Something had stepped off from behind a large tree onto the trail, only about twenty feet away. Something massive, turning to give it my full attention I was. Well, I can't really describe what I felt. Terror is probably the best I can get. Whatever this thing was had to be at least nine feet tall. Thick, curly brown hair covered it from head to toe, and its arms had to be at least four feet long. Everything about this screamed ape or some kind of prehistoric creature except its face. I could make out what definitely look like humanish features, just bigger and oversized. I don't know. I couldn't help but to make eye contact. The thing was staring right at me. I was squeezing the can of bear spray so hard that I thought I was going to break it. I didn't even notice the smell at this point. The creature slowly raised its arms into the air and I brazed for whatever was about to happen. It stopped with its arms stretched out, palms facing me. The kind of gesture you would make to someone if you're trying to avoid a fight. The creature's eyes were wide and its lips seemed like they were trembling. I think it was afraid. Another shout came from close by up the trail. The look of terror passed this creature's face. It gave me one last look and then bolted off the path into the undergrowth. I should have heard it crashing through the forest long after that, being how big it was. But almost suddenly as it disappeared, I stopped hearing it. I stood there in shock. What the hell had I just witnessed? Not a minute later... Three guys came running down the trail towards me and slowed down as soon as they saw me. These guys were dressed in all black, each one carrying an assault rifle. Now, I'm not much of a gun guy, but these things look like they would be used in a war zone. They approached me and started hammering me with questions. What was I doing here? Was I alone? What was my name? I gave them my name, my real name. Looking back, I really wish I hadn't. But when you see something like I just saw and then three armed men appear from nowhere and begin questioning you, you're really not thinking strategically. They told me that there was a bear attack nearby, and then I needed to turn around and leave the trail immediately. I had absolutely no objections when we parted, I heard one of them say over the radio. Civilian returning to the trailhead. A, uh, 90 minutes. I made it in 60. I heard the helicopters a lot more on the way back. When I got back to my car, there was another guy sitting on a dirt bike, dressed in all black and sporting the same type of rifle. The other car was gone, and the guy didn't say a word to me. Just watched me as I got back of my Jeep and drove off. I got back home and just sat on the couch the rest of the day. I closed all the blinds, too. I didn't even want to glance outside. I checked the local news a few days afterwards and never saw any mention of a bear attack. I asked around with a few trail vets that I knew, and one or two had heard the same rumors, but nothing concrete. I haven't been hiking since. Not on that trail or any other. I think about that incident almost every single day. I remembered how scared that thing was, and how it could have ripped me apart too, if it wanted to. I wonder if it got away honestly. I hope it did. I've been a park ranger for years, but... I've never been so lost in the woods before. It was already dark, and my radio wasn't working. I tried to follow my footsteps back, but somehow I got even more lost. I heard something moving in the bushes, but I couldn't tell what it was. Suddenly, I heard a loud growl, and something jumped at me from the darkness. It was huge, and its eyes glowed in the darkness. I tried to fight it off, but I was no match for its strength. It clawed at me, ripping my clothes and skin apart. I managed to break free and ran as fast as I could. The creature followed, its heavy footsteps echoing through the forest. I could feel it getting closer and closer, but I didn't stop until I finally saw the light of the ranger station. I slammed the door behind me, panting and bleeding. My colleagues looked at me in shock, but I couldn't speak. I could only point to the wounds on my body and the torn clothes. I was a teenager, and I was still in high school. Occasionally, my mom and I would drive around for hours to places that we didn't even know about, just aimlessly driving to some place that would get us away from everything. We found many cool areas doing this. Now, the reason for it wasn't very pleasant. I'd rather not go into details about it, but at least we have the memories we do. It was a particularly bad day. My mom picks me up from school. She got to leave work early, and she says that we were going for another drive. I never complained because I knew my mom was dealing with enough already. So I did everything I could to make her happy. That meant smiling and sucking it up. It also meant never complaining about spending too much time in the car. I did have siblings, but they were always with their friends. I had friends, but none that I really hung out with outside of school— I suppose I was more of a lone wolf than a social type. This meant that I was mom's only company during the tougher days, and I knew how much that meant to her. It meant a lot to me, too, as we are driving the sky gets pretty gray. It looked like we were going to be driving in the rain, and I was okay with that. My mom was driving sometime before I realized that we are in the foothills. And from this area, we started heading up towards the mountains. We hadn't been to this area before. It was pretty cool. It was very green and the road was full of all sorts of crazy twists and turns. My mom liked driving on roads like that and made her feel invincible, I think. There's a point in time when we get to a flat area. I assumed it was the very top of this mountain. There's a road that leads straight ahead, but there's these weird gates. They sort of reminded me of those railroad gates that can open and close. They happened to be open. It looked really weird, but we were both very curious about it. So we went in. "'There were a few huge metal boxes that looked like transformers or something. "'I figured they were somehow connected to the gate that we drove through. "'All around us is this really cool wooded area. "'We followed the road for some time. "'Eventually, we hit dead end. "'At the end of the road was this enormous body of water. "'It looked like a lake, but it seemed to turn into rivers "'that led off into two different directions.' It seemed peaceful, and that's what my mom needed. We climbed out of the car and start to walk around this small area of land. If you were looking at the body of water from our car, there were different elements to notice. The first being that the area of land that we stood on obviously wrapped around the lake, but it was weird because we both couldn't walk on any of the sides. We were stuck in the dead center of the lake. This was partly due to the area on the left and the right of us being very steep and covered in rocks. There were two river-type things, as I mentioned, but they sort of swerved out to the northeast and northwest. It created this V-shape, almost. And then, dead ahead of us, was another area of land that was pretty far away from us. It was an interesting area for sure. I hadn't seen anything like it before. It was the most pure silence I've ever heard in my whole life. No cars, no background noise, but there weren't any other noises either, which made it kind of eerie. We were out in nature, but we couldn't hear any signs of it, like birds or crickets or any flying insects. It was dead quiet. It started to sprinkle the tiniest bit of rain, and even that sound seemed amplified. I remember my mom saying, This is weird, huh? It really was very weird. (laughs) And I didn't think it could get much weirder, but it did. We looked out into the body of water and watched the small raindrops hitting the surface. The surface of the lake was super still, like freakily still, like I've never seen water so still. Not even in a bathtub. So that's what made what we saw much more horrifying. As we looked out towards this body of water, we saw something rather large splash the water upwards. The sound alone was enough to frighten me. A loud splash after hearing nothing for several minutes was quite shocking. But the enormity of whatever forced the water up was unexplainable. I don't think it could have been a fish, if it was that fish was humongous. I hadn't noticed prior, but I noticed at this point that there was this weird series of smaller objects sitting above the water off to my left. They almost look like a row of rocks peeking out of the water. It must have not caught my eye before, being that the sides were pretty much covered by large rocks. But as soon as we saw that splash and the gigantic ripples it created in the lake, I started to wonder if those rocks weren't really rocks at all. But the back of something large, hidden under the water. All this observation took no time at all, and if I'm being truthful, I was much too frightened to stand there much longer. My mom started to usher me into the car, saying that we needed to leave... So we got into the car and left. I would have thought that my mind was playing tricks on me. All of what we had experienced was truly, for a lack of better words, creepy. And my mom started revisiting the events out loud as we drove. Everything she was saying was exactly what I saw, too. I can still hear her words. That wasn't a fish. It couldn't have been right. All I know is, whatever it was made me so scared, I wouldn't step foot near another lake or river again. I just won't. I live in Evanston, Illinois, just north of Chicago. I was asked by my mother's friend to move some stuff to a storage unit nearby. I had not been working because of pandemic, and the pay was decent, so I went ahead and agreed. It was raining all day off and on, but at times it got so heavy that I couldn't transfer boxes for my car to the unit. So I just get comfortable inside the unit and listen to some music while I wait for the rain to clear up. It's cozy in there, to be honest, and the rain just keeps getting worse. It's not very cold out, though. I'm just chilling when I start hearing this banging noise from nearby. It sounds like something hitting metal at first. I think that maybe there was a car accident on the nearby highway, North Lincoln Ave Highway 41. But then I realized it was coming from the other direction, and I really don't want to go outside and get wet. I tell myself that someone probably dropped something, like nothing serious, but I continue hearing various banging noises. I still didn't bother checking. But as it continues, I decide to check it out, since the rain had let up a bit. I walk outside and turn the corner, and see this massive hole in the fence leading to a little wooded area at the North Shore Channel Trail. I see this white thing moving near and under the dumpster by the fence. I'm thinking that it was a large white garbage trash bag, but it just doesn't look right. I'm confused, and I'm trying to get, like, a closer look at the thing. I may be about 100 feet or so away from it, and I see something sticking out of it, and it's making a clicking sound. I say, hello, who's that? I immediately regret yelling this out. Something big squeezes out from underneath the dumpster. It looks like a pile of fleshy tissue with spike-like protrusions. It stands four feet tall, but then it extends up to over six feet. It looks like a humanoid spider or other insect, but with white flesh. It doesn't have an exoskeleton, just smooth white flesh. The head is weird, kind of insect, like with no mouth that I could see. The eyes were human, like and had a reddish glow. It had long slits along the side of its head. It stood there clicking and watching me. I could sense that it didn't want me there. I was wondering why I was still there and hadn't run off, but I was frozen in place and terrified. I had heard about the Chicago Mothman and was wondering if this may have been it but it didn't resemble anything that I had ever heard about. Then I felt a sudden rush of calm come over me, and I was able to break the trance I was in. I hauled ass back to the storage unit, locked it up, got into my car, and quickly left. When I looked back in the direction of the creature, it was gone. I returned the next day and finished unloading the boxes from the car as fast as I could. This happened in the spring of 2020. I haven't told anyone about this. We had just arrived in camp at Odell Lake and got set up for a four-day fishing trip. Started a fire to drive off the mosquitoes and started hearing a loud, echoing call. Kind of a howl and a scream mixed together that lasted about five seconds per call. It seemed to be coming from above the railroad tracks that run along the west end of the lake. This went on for about 15 minutes, then I could hear a camper somewhere in camp screaming. Shut up, shut up. But it didn't and went on for another twenty minutes or so. The next morning, my thirteen-year-old son woke up before the rest of us and went out to start a fire at about four a.m. before going fishing. Later that day, he told us he had heard the calls again while starting the fire, and followed by a pounding on a tree sound. And another call in another location, and then it stopped, and we didn't hear it again the rest of our time there. This is going to be pretty long, so I apologize for that. I'm trying to include as much information as I can. As far as I know, the creature has never tried harming me, but it has oftentimes made me feel unsafe and threatened. As the years have passed, I've began paying less mind to it and just putting the feeling in the back of my mind. January 2012, I bought a horse and began boarding it at a very old barn. It was a small, tight-knit, friendly barn community not far from my home. It'd been around since the 60s, surrounded by woods. There were three barns. The main arena was entirely surrounded by thick woods, and there were small trails in the woods behind the property. Fast forward to June 2012, I had two horses there now. I was there every single day without fail, 2 p.m. 10 p. I fed the horses and cared for them. I rode one every night as well, mainly in the arena, but sometimes in the barnyard. There were no field or arena lights, just the moon and stars. One evening, around 5 p.m., I was sitting on her, letting her stand when she started snorting and backing up. I looked up and saw this white or gray creature crawling out of the woods towards us. It had a very small, round head. Its eyes were just pits. It had a very small mouth, not much detail there. Its arms were very long and thin, fingers also like that. Its ribcage was very pronounced and defined, and its legs were long and lanky. Its movements were very jerky, not smooth and fluid. It slowly jerked out to us when my horse turned and bolted out of the arena. She's a dead broke, calm, well-mannered horse who never spooked before this. Stubborn old mare, but not spooky. She would not go back into the arena that night. I walked her around the barnyard, staying near the main barn, put her up, and ran out to peek into the arena to find nothing except some footprints where I saw the thing. Throughout the summer, I saw it peeking, almost dancing, around the gate that lead into the woods where the trails were. One night, roughly a month later, at about 9 p.m., I was riding that horse again in a front pasture. The moon as full and bright, and I looked to my left to see that creature running full spread by my side on the other side of the fence. I slowed my horse to a stop and it took off around the corner and behind the side barn into the woods. I continued seeing it, mainly in the woods, but it was always around. Summer 2013, the barn shut down when the owner died. We moved the horses to a friend's place for the time being, and I didn't see it there. Late summer or fall 2013, I found a new barn. Woods directly behind the barn and arena. This place had lights and was much newer. About a month later, when I was getting ready to leave, I heard something in the woods. I looked down the barn aisle into the woods, and saw the creature running down the road into the woods. I saw it much less frequently for a while, until later in fall 2014, I began seeing it in the back pasture's woods. It darted in and out of the tree line. I saw a second one. Sitting in a neighbor's yard, it would sit in the same spot every day and watch me ride— Started taking pictures, which are very poor and crappy, and sent them to a friend who claimed he and some others have seen it. Kept seeing it occasionally, but from a much greater distance than at the first barn. I went with this barn owner to another farm to get some stuff. When I saw a very, very large version of this creature run out from the woods, right behind a tree I was ten feet from, while I was alone by the trailer. Last November, I house sat for the barn owner's. I went out around 2 a.m. to fill water troughs and enjoy the full moon and cool night. I was sitting in the back pasture when three of the creatures began coming from the woods. One came up to the trees near the trough, where I was. The other two were walking along the tree line. The horses were silently munching their hay, pretty far from where the creatures were. I messaged the guy from earlier and told him what was going on. Since that incident... I haven't really seen them. Last summer, I did see one outside my house staring into the windows. A few weeks ago, one was outside my bedroom windows tapping and making a strange, faint shrieking sound. This was a lot to type out, but I hope someone reads this and helps me figure this out some more. I'm very open and willing to discuss more paranormal things that have happened with this, my friends' experiences with this, and anything else that could or could not be connected to this thing. I was born and raised in Aliceville, Alabama, about a garter mile from the city park. In 1958, I was 14 years old. I played in the woods south of the park and swam in the creek nearly every day. One afternoon, just before dark, I had been down near the creek at a small pond. This was before the city built Sewer Lagoon on that property. At that time, there was a 20 or so acre sagebrush patch there where they had not cultivated for years. That afternoon, while walking from the lake back across the west end of that field, I saw something walking a path along the eastern end. At first I thought it to be a huge man. That five-foot-tall sagebrush was striking in about the waist. It was in plain sight for about fifty yards and turned and went back into the woods. It must have been eight feet tall and walked with its head slightly bent forward, very dark in color. I could tell it was the same color from waist to the top of its head. The longer I looked... I knew it wasn't human. I ran home and told my parents, but I don't think they believed me. I never went in those woods alone again until I was much older. When a friend sent me your sight on the net and I saw Aliceville on it, I had to tell my story. We rounded a slight bend in I-84, which then pointed us with a view toward the river, and both noticed something in the edge of the water to our right and down approximately 150-200 feet to the bottom of the gorge near river's edge on the bank nearest I-84, Oregon side, down at approximately 3545. Degrees from the horizontal. We viewed the object for about 30 seconds before our travel brought us past some tall trees nearer to our location, which then obscured our view. I spotted the object first, I was driving, and my wife saw it after I pointed it out to her from her vantage in the front passenger seat. Without a doubt, there was definitely something there, definitely something humanoid, like, and definitely, movement. When I first spotted the figure, its appearance was classic, i.e., pointed head with head or neck angled forward of the body trunk or spine, and arms, elbows, which appeared to flex or hinge backward. It was in the water standing up, up to approximately lower mid-calf, approximately ten feet from shore. The overall appearance was dark brown, and from our vantage point appeared too tall to be a person of normal height. Our estimate was that it was seven feet plus in height. At any rate, it appeared to be farther from the shore than it was tall, but not by much. Despite the apparent height, the body appeared to be somewhat slender in overall proportion— not like a bulked up football linebacker or tackle but more slender and proportionate like a quarterback its outline was smooth from head to waterline with the same dark color consistent all over example no color change which might indicate clothing or indicate a color change from the top clothing to the trousers likewise wading boots were not seen no other human equipment of any kind was seen nearby to indicate that it was a fisherman "'nor was there a fishing platform to be seen nearby or at its exact location. "'Me and my friend, both teenage girls, were going toward Creek to reach my brother, 31, "'who was seeming for us, and we were screaming back at him. "'He had a flashlight. We didn't. "'Me and my friend came to a fence. We crossed at the lower part.' We heard footsteps of one two-legged being and the brush moving. Fifteen, twenty feet beyond, there was a dark bush which looked like all other dark bushes. We stepped into this bush, but it wasn't a bush, it was furry. We must have stepped on its arm or leg because it started moving uncontrollably, and the whole bush started moving, and we feel down out of fright, and it was furry, and we screamed at the top of our lungs and ran toward the nearest light in someone's backyard. "'About five minutes before we approached the furry bush, "'my brother was on the other side of the creek, "'flashing the flashlight in our direction. "'At the same spot, he saw a tall animal, about seven feet tall, "'and he described it as having large yellow eyes "'reflecting and blinking at him from the flashlight in the same area, "'and he ran like hell in the other direction from us "'because he felt like he was in danger. "'The furry being seemed to be separating me and my friend from my brother.' and we both ended up in different ends of the town. Upon each of our sightings, we stood there in shock for about a minute each. It was sitting when we ran into it, and it was standing when my brother saw it.